This is the Let Get Discussion Podcast. Only you, only you, you will what? understand what? and appreciate what's about to happen. Now this goes out to my people representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes out to my people representing eclectic relaxation. Now this goes out to my people representing. Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. E. Conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. Allow to introduce myself. You want the man. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not the E. You want to make it burn. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner. Best storyteller. Thug narrator. When I step up in the place, they know I step correct. OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker, living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Another Rushmore series show. For this one, my guest is um, multi-time co-host, guest. We'll look into the uh, EDP. We'll get some click turns and find the exact record, the exact number, how many times this guy's been on the show. Um, We've talked house party. We've talked the worst of pop culture. We talked 80s superstars of WWF wrestling. Um, I know him from the Cold Slither podcast. Um, you know him from the Cold Slither podcast network. The guy is a is uh, a tycoon like Conrad Bain. Um, the guy asking for case quarters at your local arcade at Classic Materia on Twitter because he holds no L's. Oh, thank you and welcome. Thank you. Why are we glad we mini bomb? Oh, first of all, I was not come out the gate with that. No, 
glad to be back on podcast EDP, my home away from home for my uh, semi-annual, annual, I don't know. It's, it's like, like my, it's like the Victoria's Secret sale. Yeah, it's right. You know, you never know when it's going to happen, but when it does, it's going to happen for one day, one night only, and you got to get it and put it on you. And that's what we're going to do here on the show today. And uh, I'm glad to be back with my partner in crime, my ace. Uh, we are like the power man and iron fist of black podcasting. Although if anyone calls you fist up to your face, uh, I will have a problem with that. Okay. So, Fair enough. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be back with you, man. How, how are things going with you in the show? Uh, things, things are going good. Podcast host for hire. Um, uh, things, things are going well. I got a new Rushmore series. We, uh, the, the first one that I did took off, and so we're, we're doing more. Um, and so I had to have you on here. See, the thing about this uh, this podcast here is um, it doesn't come out as regularly as a uh, uh, closer to the podcast network show because there's 70 of those. Yeah. So, so when I come up with something uh, new, I like to, I like to, I like to flood the market. So, uh, we, we're doing these, and these things are good. Other than that, you know, uh, we got the hip hop podcast over there. Uh, that's also doing well. Uh, what am I gonna say? Look, hey, you, you do what you can, man. You putting out, you putting out quality content, quality over quantity, and that's what's important, man. You know, you you plan things out. You like the Batman of podcasting, except you didn't murder any construction workers, did you? Um, well, if I did, I'm just yeah. going to wait for some young upstart to do a podcast about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm also back, glad to be back in the home of the originator, the creator, the, fir- the first timer. This is the, the source of the hot game on the internet right now. One shall stand, one shall fall. Yes. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no, that's not what it's called. It's called one must exit the premises. No, 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 that's not it. It's one gotta go. Yes. So, so PSA, public service announcement for all you suckers and all you frauds out there that think one's gotta go has to be one must stay forever and the other three must leave. Y'all suck. This is the real deal, the real MacGuffin right here. One gotta go at one gotta go on Twitter with the number one. Please check it out. Yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's a lot of a lot of people. Uh, listen, I guess it's public domain now. It seems like it's a uh, happy birthday, and uh, it it's a bitsy spider all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm telling you, you can't get your shekels every time somebody says it in these streets, man. But you know, hey. That's what you. That's what you got to get Jackie Childs, Jacoby, and Myers for. You know, kind of. You know, got to have your back. There. Got to get the Jackie Childs. Uh, someone give me the bomb to put the bomb on. Yeah, let me get Deloitte, Haskins, and Selves up in this piece. You know, to to bust out the envelopes and, and let let them know that one got to go is an original. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm talking about. So, but I'm glad to be here talking video games with you. Uh, the, the, the Mount Everest of video games. What is it? Mount Everest? Mount, the Kilimanjaro of video no, games. What we are doing, this is the Rushmore. We're doing Rushmore arcade games of the 80s. Okay, yeah, the coin munches, the, yeah. the quarter snatches. That's right. Shout out to Case Quarters. If you, if you grew up in this era, you knew you go, you go into your local arcade, and arcades were a thing. And you, if you feed the machine, you get your quarters. If you if you got a pocket full of change, you had to go and ask people for a case quarter because the machines didn't take dimes and nickels. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and you had to put your quarter up on the on the on the screen to show yeah. people you had next. Yeah, you couldn't put a case quarter on the screen because you know you got the two dimes and the nickel, and it's going to be all flumbling all over the place and stuff. Get that quarter on there. You, you call next, and you know you got your turn. 
And if you if you sucked, you couldn't continue. You had to go to the back of the line and wait for the next kid to get, come up and get his. I've done that many occasions throughout the 80s, man. So or, glad- or you just go and play uh, Asteroids because no one was playing that. Yeah, yeah. You play that, you play that Frogger or that Dig Dug. Hey, listen, those are classics. Anyway, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to uh, go through the motions and we're going to do uh, our, our four, a rush more of the premier, the quintessential uh, arcade games of the 80s. These are the arcade cabinet. Hey, listen, if you go to your local pizzeria, it might be the sit down. Yep. But um, uh, we're talking straight arcade. We're not talking home ports. We're not talking Atari 2600, 7800, ColecoVision, Activision. Mm-hmm. We are talking straight arcade games. Yeah, originated in the arcade, stayed in the arcade. Look, if you played it in your house, good for you. But, you know, you knew this came from the arcade, and it basically, this this was the coin-op. These are the coin-op kings right here. Yeah, the coin-op coin era, the, um, the, the, the three-letter, put your name up, high-score era. Yes, yeah, shout-out to AAA. <laughs> He's always at the top of the, yes. top of the heap. AAA, ah. you could you could not take AAA down. No, you couldn't, you couldn't. Okay, so let's start it off. Uh, as usual, I let um, my, my guests give me their Rushmore, and, and we'll, we'll talk it through. And at the end, I'll give you mine if it's if it's a little different. So, so, so start it off. What, what are we gonna do here? All right, um, I did go through and deliberate, you know, kind of like OJ's uh, jury, and uh, you know, I, I did come come to some. Uh, I came came upon some conflicts. There was some that were like, ah, and some that were like, oh, no doubt, no, most definitely, um, you know, so hands down. But I had to narrow it down to four, and you got to do that, you know. So the rest had to go, and uh, you know, I do I do have some honorable mentions, but these are my top four. This is going on my Rushmore when I put this up, and this is. You know, I think uh, you'll agree on uh, some of these. In, f- in fact, let me start with the number one no-brainer right now. Okay. Uh, you know, the first one getting carved into the scene is Donkey Kong. Mm. And I'm going to tell classic. you why. Do- Donkey Kong, uh, basically, that was the quintessential arcade coin-op machine game uh, in-, in the early 80s lasted throughout the 80s and it spawned everything it spawned the mario brothers which can't begat super mario brothers uh donkey kong was basically you know mario had to run up to the top and try to rescue uh it wasn't the, the princess at the time it was just uh i think her name was darla or alicia or something like that it was Becca. darla alfalfa's girl Yeah, it was Becky with the good hair was getting kidnapped by Donkey Kong and Mario had to jump over barrels and like, you know, kind of rescue her and Donkey Kong is at the top. And, um, you know, people just wasted crazy quarters on this game. I mean, every time I went somewhere, people were playing it. Uh, You know, people were trying to get to that top and you got to the top and lo and behold, what happened? Uh, Donkey Kong would take up another level. Uh, you know, you had to get the hammer and like you get the get the barrels that way. You know, it's like it, it almost never ended. You know, and uh, you know, and you and after a while, you had to get that high score. 
you know and uh matter of fact if you want to see good documentary i don't know if it's still on netflix but king of uh king of kongs it's great yeah uh, you know, uh, people that are still to this day, you know, trying to get that record of that high score in Donkey Kong, uh, really going all out. And uh, another little known fact about Donkey Kong, uh, the game that we know it as it is now was not what it was originally intended. It was uh, supposed to be Popeye and Olive say, Oil. That's right. That the, the the game that was Popeye and Olive Oil, the Popeye Sailor, that was supposed to be what Donkey Kong is, uh, but because. Uh, Nintendo didn't want to, you know, finagle with the rights to Popeye and with King Features Syndicate. Shout out to the King <laughs> King Features. Uh, they were like, well, no, let's just make up our own. Well, King Kong is already out there, but let's just call him Donkey Kong. I don't know why. Uh, Japanese thinking or whatever, but that be, that's and so the rest is history. And you cannot have a Rushmore and coin-operated video games in the 80s without having Donkey Kong up in that piece. I completely agree. I mean, it, it's fun movies. And don't forget the one of the most incredible things of my childhood, the mini arcade cabinet of Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mini cabinet. Yeah. Uh, you could play the tabletop joint. Uh, I mean, it spawned so many different. Donkey Kong Jr. came out. You know where you where you basically played uh, young young Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to love it. Um, and, it, it. and this was before he had a necktie. You know, before he was all prim and proper and uh, you know domesticated. He was corporate Kong. Right. You know, he was the real deal back in those days. Yeah, I mean, you had the, the barrels. The barrels that went down the ladder were the worst of the all barrels. Um, yeah. Pauline, that was the girl's name. It was Pauline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you had those, remember the fireballs that almost seemed like they were following you? Yep. Those were the words. But, um, okay, I'm, I'm down with Donkey Kong. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's a good start. You, 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 you're coming out the gate strong. You're coming out high, as go. they say. All right, but now we're going to get into some controversy because Uh-oh. my second pick, and people are going to say, oh, oh, but you got to have this game, but you know I'm going to do you one better. You know how everyone loves, um, you know, what's the quintessential, you know, quarter muncher uh of the 80s that had ghosts running around and pellets what was that game called again that was called ghostbusters (laughs) 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 original extra crispy all right pac-man let's say look pac-man came out in 1980 was a dope game yes but you know what was better than pac-man what was that hands down miss pac-man And guess what? Miss Pac-Man is one of the few sequels that like just surpassed the original. And if you put both machines side by side in any arcade, guess where people going first? They go into that Miss Pac-Man. And you know why? It's because it had the same ghost, the same setup, but the colors were, you know, very vibrant and everything. She had on some lipstick and you had the little fruit. Hello, Fresco! <laughs> you know, the little fruit. Kiwi from WCW. Yes, yes, a kiwi. You, you you had the cherries and the bananas and all that stuff. And I don't know, for some reason, Miss Pac-Man was more of a draw than Pac-Man. I mean, Pac-Man's probably the top seller, but you ask anybody nowadays, oh, what, what would you rather play? Oh, oh, you know, oh, oh, what was, like, your favorite? They're going to say Miss Pac-Man first. They might say Pac-Man second. So Miss Pac-Man is my second on that Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, the, the thing about Miss Pac-Man was not only were the colors... Um, brighter and different. Yeah. Unlike Pac-Man, 
the Miss Pac-Man mazes changed. Yeah. yeah so you, you didn't, because if it Pac-Man, you just like, look, this is the pattern. I'm going to do this every time. But on Miss Pac-Man, you clear it, and then it's, well, wait a minute, what is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little change of pace there, you know? And she was faster. She, oh yeah, oh yeah. She she was she was she was putting their moves out there, you know. And you know, uh, honorable mention the baby pack man and uh, the pack family and all that stuff. And no no uh, a big hot disc to the Pac Man cartoon from the eighties. Uh, but you know, when look, it, when this, the guy gets soggy after he gets bit by. But Miss Pac-Man, and you can even look at the cabinet. She had the legs kicked over the uh, the M on the Pac-Man. She's like looking look, looking like uh, the the fabulous Baker Boys there. She like a lounge. I thought she's gonna call it a fabulous Moolah. Yeah, yeah, she did like fabulous Moolah. You know, you know, with the fishnets, whatever. You know, hey, uh, if you if you're seven years old, I mean, that's kind of gonna that's that's gonna catch your interest, man. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Man, you know, that's gonna catch your eye. And, uh, you know, so Young Classic, I was out there playing that Miss Pac-Man, you know, along with the Pac-Man. But look, Miss Pac-Man was the move right there. Very solid. Very solid. That is that is two. That is two. OK, let's let's go. What is number three? OK. OK. Now, here's where it gets exciting because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, oh, I'm going to no. go with I'm going to go with the, the hands down. Gimme first. Um, Dragon's Lair. You know what? I'm gonna talk about that in a second. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about Dragon's Lair in a second because uh, you know I, I have a I have a special affinity for Dragon's Lair. But no, this one came out in 1987 uh, in August. Uh, the sequel is probably going to be on people's list for like top game of the 90s. It's probably one of the greatest video game franchises of all time. But mm. this one game started it all changed the game mm-hmm. um and actually changed the game as far as fighting goes and that is of course the original street fighter wow you gotta put street fighter on street fighter on the rushmore that's right ryu and ken and uh this was before guile and dalsim and vega this was ryu and ken versus like all these jabronis you go and you, you did the same concept it was flying all over the world going to japan and going to the usa and going to china but you was fighting like geki and joe and uh freaking uh mike and <laughs> just named mike yeah some, some black dude named mike and this was like this was pre uh, kind of at the heyday of mike tyson coming out like this mike tyson was still fighting in the olympics now this wasn't um this 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 black guy mike this wasn't the same guy that got knocked the fuck out in uh <laughs> the beginning of the street fighter 2 no, this, the wasn't, this, this wasn't no they, they did have some racist some, some some hate crimes going on in that intro you know yeah. some, some racial epithets being thrown at this like you just saw a black guy and a white guy just hovering and then pow like oh wait a minute he gave him the he-man punch to the face what's that about but no i mean this had you know and and the great thing about it was it was a side-scrolling 2d fighter probably the first that people have seen of its kind you know um it, it was a you know transplant transplant or you know trans translation from japan and um I would say of the video games that I played in the 80s, probably the one that people rallied around and gathered around the most. And it had such great, you know, a story, plot, effects, graphics. Um, um, the continue thing was awesome. 
you know, it was like it was a it was a countdown to a like bomb, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought I was fighting guys in the street. Why am I like having a <laughs> countdown to a TNT to some TNT exploding? You know, I didn't know you had to defuse a bomb to get to to to, to continue. Uh, you know, and. and and let's see, uh, Birdie was was good also. Uh, Geki, I'm trying to think of who, who are the other. I did guys. like Birdie. They had, they had a ninja up in that piece. He would jump and throw ninja stars at you and stuff. Man, was it um, was it Gen One G E N? He probably was. I think it was. I remember Birdie. Though. I like Birdie the most. Birdie, yeah. Add on Birdie Eagle Geki, uh, Jen. Uh, yeah, it was, Joe was in there. Ken Lee, and the thing was, you couldn't play Ken. You played Ryu like right out the gate, but you played um, you played Ken if it was like two players. So if someone wanted to challenge you, do challenges, enter the arena, boom, then it was Ryu versus Ken. And then the way you could play through the game as Ken is if you was player two and you beat player one, right. and then just went on, and no one no one else put their quarter up. And they and a lot of times, if somebody was really good and bust everybody up we would just let them play because we wanted to see them get to the end yeah that was that was one of the best things about arcade games and especially like street fighter but yeah you, it yeah. was yeah. even yeah. it was a competition if it was somebody good you would just watch it like it was a movie you just you want to see what was next because you couldn't get to it you couldn't do it and you just wanted to yeah. see what was next because everything was new and it, it wasn't it wasn't um even if it was a color swap, a palette swap. You just wanted to see, oh, that's green now. That was that was crazy. Yeah. All right, so that's three, right? We, we got right. one more for the rush. One more, more. okay. There's uh, two more. How many presidents is on that mountain, man? Like five, six? Um, well, I mean, I, I think uh, Washington was conjoined twins. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get Washington A and Washington B. Nah, I know it's four. So let me go ahead and pick the fourth. All right. And um, uh, and I'll, I'll have words about Dragon the Layer later. Uh, because bubble Bobble. Oh, you know you almost got me too. Oh, it's not Bubble Bobble. I, I did consider them. Um, I'm again going uh, late '80s with this one by Sega, which is uh, I'm a big fan of Sega arcades and coin ops. No, it's not Afterburner. No, it's not Super Hang On. No, it's not Hang On, but it's Outrun. Yeah, ready? Outrun ah. is on the fourth on my list. And you know why Outrun, Outrun is, four, is the number fourth on my How list? How is this possible? Because it redefined racing games. Uh, pole position was great in the 80s. In fact, wasn't pole position like a 70s, late 70s game? It kind of came onto the 80s. But Outrun had that distinct detail. And it was so awesome because you had your choice of soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was before, you know, back in when, when the Hang On came out, it was like the same song. And it had no lyrics. <laughs> um, but outrun, you had your you had your choice of song. You had you could play, um, you know, uh, uh, what is what is it called? Some magical sound splash, and you know, oh, what the other one's called? Uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody's gonna uh, write into podcast EDP with the um, <laughs> with the musical selection. Yeah, they got the podcast on there and uh, Apple Music. Yeah, so a splash wave, magical sound shower, and passing breeze. And I mean, these sounded like elevator music, but you, you <laughs> raised the game with these, and it sounded really cool. And it was basically you in the car, riding with the top down, with the convertible, 
uh, and, and just letting the wind blow through your hair, and you had your arm around your lady was in the arm side in the passenger seat. They can keep showing up. Yeah, with the with with the golden hair, with the gold. I mean, she she might have been might have been a weave, but we don't know. It's the eighties, you know. We all fell for it, and uh, you pretty much just enjoyed riding, driving, and uh, you know, you know, kind of weaving in and out of traffic because it was just like you know just cars and traffic you were kind of racing against time and checkpoints more than anything it wasn't like you were racing against other you know cars yeah and you we're just getting going as far as you can and the, the thing was it was called outrun but what were you really outrunning there was no cops that's what i that's what i was thinking i mean the the, the, the beauty about some of these games is they were so simple it was called outrun it was, and it was basically uh they could have called it sunday drive i mean you was <laughs> just driving Driving to grandma's house. It was no no opposition, nobody coming at you. It was no roadblocks. It was yeah. just yeah, just drive. But Outrun is like the ultimate Sunday drive if you basically didn't drive like it was Sunday. You was like just weaving in and out of traffic and chilling, had some chill music, had you growing your side. <laughs> the only thing bad about Outrun is if you ca- you caught one of them crashes. Hey, your girl took it. Oh my gosh! The two of you get flown, ejected from a moving vehicle, and it's terrible. You you want to get like the sound effect of like good old Jr. talking about? Oh my god! They killed him. He's broken in half. You know, <laughs> that would have just hurt you so much. Go look that up if you can. Uh, the Outrun Wipeouts. But yeah, this was a game that drew a crowd. Again, it was as simplistic as it can possibly be, but it was just so beautiful to watch, beautiful to listen to, look at, and play. And, you know, that's kind of that kind of defined the racing genre for Sega throughout, all the way going up through Hang On, Super Hang On Off, Afterburner, and everything else. So that's my pick for number four. Wow, now this is an incredible Rushmore, uh, sir. And um, and good luck carving that big ass car on the side of that. <laughs> like, wait, I got both wheels and the fender and the grill and all that stuff. Special granite is being flown in for the rims. Um, Spinning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. This is, yeah. When I was doing, when I was doing my Rushmore. Um, Listen. He was all like Galaga, Dick Duck. Well, okay, well, look, this is what, this is how I grew up. This, these are the games. Arkanoid. That I won't Arkanoid 2, The Revenge of Doe. <laughs> so, listen. Okay. When I used to go to the arcade, and the arcades for, for the young people that's listening, they were, they were the equivalent of just warehouses that was hollowed out with, with just coin out. Yeah. Um, all right, listen, I'm not going to filibuster. My four, my Rushmore, we matched with Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And we also matched with Miss Pac-Man. You know what I'm talking about, see? Ms. Listen, Miss Pac-Man, incredible game. Mm-hmm. My other two, I went Centipede. Oh, see now, centipede. Centipede was incredible because it was you walked over and you said, "What? what where's the joystick?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like revolutionized controls for you. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Sir, this one's broke." Um, <laughs> and so, so you got to you got to use your part because look, if you're anything like me, back then when you played that 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 space between your thumb and your index finger would get raw. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was a nice change of pace to use your arm to play uh, play a game. So you got to, you're scrolling around with the trackball. You almost you almost like a Jam Master J for a little bit. Yeah, and and the great thing about that was it showed your skill because again, if you was mixing that thing really good, if you were really skilled at centipede, it was just a joy, a beauty to watch. Yeah, they just was flipping it back and forth and going, you know, with the with the little trackball, and you get up there and you're like, whoa, and you're slipping all over the place. <laughs> right. You know, I can't do that. You you got to be really really skilled to get down with centipede. And shout out to the shout out to the uh, sequel millipede. Millipede uh, that almost was, nobody played. Yeah, stepped it up a notch. Yeah. You know? But I, I loved Centipede. I loved uh, I loved playing that. I mean, he, he had all the... And, and it made sense. You had Centipede. You had, you had the scorpions and spiders around. And you're not getting it, it go faster. So... Yeah, and, and you had to hit the DDT. And didn't that, like, you know, create a cloud that just killed a whole bunch of them? Yeah, and then in the end of the, um, the, the new one... Uh, Jake the Snake came out and knocked out the centipede with the <laughs> yes, and, and with the brilliant R&B soundtrack by one Reby Jackson. So this was game had it all. Yes. <laughs> so so that's why that goes up on the yeah. Rushmore. Now my last one, my last one is um, a, a little bit of controversy. Hubert, listen, Hubert <laughs> was dope, but. Hubert was hard as fuck though. Oh, and Hubert was hard as fuck on in the arcade, on Atari. Yes. It's hard on as fuck Coleco now. Vision, I, I, I know I, the few kids I knew that had ColecoVision, they had Hubert up in their house, and I was like, um, no thanks. I'll just uh, drink some Sunny D and like play with these GI Joes over it. That's right. Uh, Shouts to the purple stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like my brain hurting at nine years old, man. So I'm cool. I'm I'm straight. Yeah. Now, so so my last one. Is Galaxian? Wow, I didn't even have that in my. Uh, Not Galaga. Galaxian. Galaxian. Galaga was the sequel to Galaxian. Galaxian came first. Yes. I loved that game, and so I mean, because this this is the one where you had the firebombing uh, enemies. They were just. Yeah. It would just suicide bomb you almost, but um, it was it was akin to it was somewhere in between Centipede and Space Invaders, where okay. where you had where you had the guys were at the top of the screen like Space Invaders where you would shoot them, but they would mm-hmm. also take the time to come and bomb you and come towards you like Centipede, and you just you had to just shoot them down. That was pretty dope, and you know what I mean. I, I don't want to be that guy. Uh-oh. But Galaxian came out in 79. But, Uh-oh. however, however, it was late 79, and it really, I mean, of course, this is initial release date in Japan, and it comes over yeah, to the that's States. Japan. It, yeah, it, it, it hit its heyday in the 80s, and it spawned a lot of other things that come from that. Um, you could say, like... Um, Shipping this, was uh, uh, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. It came over on a boat, like yeah. the, the the Galaxian. You know, the 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 coin op, the the cabinets. They put them on a ship, and they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, they'll get there in time for uh, as long as there's no icebergs. It'll get there in two months." Yeah, it, it came in on a boat, and then when they uh, got off the dock, they strapped it to the top of a a Nova. And uh, they just had to yeah. make, made its way. I had to come in through Ellis Island. You see the black and white Brady films of uh, Galaxian cabinets coming through Ellis Island. Give, talking about giving me your high, tired, you're hungry, you're poor. 
You know, trying, <laughs> your case quarters. Yeah, your case quarters to, to entertain these huddled masses out here in these streets. So yeah, Galaxia, that's what Japan did for y'all, folks. I I like this list. I like this setup here. The fact that we got two of the same, and then you went old school. Yeah. Uh, you went you went to the OGs on those. Uh, I was really impressive. And it's something know? to say. We 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 might have to come back and do a nineties. We we might have to because there's too many. There were too many games in the night. I don't know. We might have to get somebody younger uh, from the Colts of the podcast to you know join us on that one. I'm, um, you know, uh, I don't know. You think of somebody that might remember some stuff from the nineties? Maybe. Maybe that other guy. Oh yeah, that other guy. That other guy. Yeah, the comic book guy. This is Tim Dog, Tim D O W G of the Coast Slither Podcast and D Click Nation. Yeah, black comic book guy. Black yeah. comic book guy. The, the, the Chronicler. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's his new TV show. <laughs> Tune in for the Chronicler. He's in somewhere uh, a mixture between Snoop Dogg and the Hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll send him a, I'll send him an inter-office mail because, you know, he works uh, at the CSPN now. Yeah, uh, I was the only show that didn't get picked up. We're <laughs> <laughs> working on the debut of your new show on the CSPN. Uh, and, you know, Eclectic Presents One Gotta Go. Yeah. The he- podcast. And you got to put the podcast at the end, kind of like they put the movie in all these 80s movie releases. Right. <laughs> the podcast. Yes. Um, so, 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 listen. That's so. That's those are two strong Rushmores. Look, we're gonna back to back it. We're gonna have your Uh-oh. Rushmore. We're gonna have your Rushmore on one side, my Rushmore on the other side, and then Miss Pac Man and Donkey Kong will just be um, revolving uh, stone, stone like heads. And there you go. And uh, good luck carving J- uh, Jake the Snake and Reeve Jackson onto that centipede piece of your Rushmore. That's right. Yeah, uh, you got Carve the bag and Damien and all that stuff. Oh, you gotta have Damien. Yeah, you gotta have the the Cheryl Roberts uh, special. No, that was a uh, <laughs> that was Ravishing Recruit. Sorry, <laughs> that was now, like background or something. Now there has to be some uh, some 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 arcade games that just missed a cut. Some 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 honorable mentions, or you know, for the, for this for this case, just some some eighties arcade games that we really enjoyed. Yeah, and that, this is where I was said I was getting back to Dragon's Lair. Let me start with that. Okay, one. Dragon's um, now before you, before you go, before yeah. you go, I remember the first time I saw Dragon's Lair, I literally thought it was a cartoon on the arcade screen, and we just everyone just stopped, like a commercial, right? Right. We're like, this is incredible. But yeah. now, correct me if I'm wrong. Dragon's Lair wasn't a quarter. No, that thing was like three quarters or almost four. Exactly. And that yeah. is why nobody really played it when it first came out. Because we were like, we were amazed by it. But it was like. The I, older kids played it. And it was like, they because they had the money. Right. And we also was like, they we, were. We yeah, could have played they, four they, games. Yeah. And they were skilled enough to play it and get far. Like you put three quarters in with your, your, your young ass trying to, you know, you needed a telephone book to reach the controller. And you're trying to play. You're like, how does this work? And you turn into bag of bones because you don't know to turn left from the snake. And this, you know, so that was one of those games. It was great to watch someone that was skilled play it. Okay, so uh, do the knowledge about Dragon Slayer. Go ahead and tell the people. Yeah, so um, I first saw Dragon Slayer not in person. I saw it um, on TV. Uh, remember that's incredible that TV show. It was like John Davison and Kathy Lee Crosby, and they would. I think it was like a feature on that show. So you know, I'm, I'm watching that's incredible because I'm always, I'm always on the lookout for incredible stuff on TV. And then they feature Dragon Slayer, and I'm like, 
oh my gosh that is so cool that's a cool cartoon and they're like this is a video game and we're like holy crap and guess what the the corner store the bodega uh, uh, up in brooklyn uh right down the street from us on the corner had they had a dragon's layer if i tell you e i lived in that store that full year that that machine was there my mom she knew where to look for me every day because i was up in there watching people play it and every now and then i play it too but i sucked at it yeah, yeah, I was but, not good at Dragon's Lair. You know, you, 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 one of the older kids was playing it, and it was it was one of the few games where it basically something would flash on the screen. Either it was your sword, and you had to swing your sword, or something would flash, and you go to it, and uh, you you pretty much just progressed through the game that way. And it told a story. It was like pretty much Dirk the Dairy trying to rescue Princess Daphne and mm-hmm. the dragons and everything. And it's like it took forever to get to the dragon. By the time you got to that part, and yes, I did see somebody finish it. It was just uh, so glorious. It was like a full-length feature film. Um, and when I got a DVD player years later, the uh, laser disc. The first DVDs I got was Dragon's Lair because I wanted to play it in my house. And I still, to this day, bust out the Dragon's Lair. Uh, I got to get it on Blu-ray. That's the next move. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Dragon's Lair. Um, it, it wasn't on my honorable mention, but it was definitely a game that I love playing. Even though I sucked. Other other uh, honorable mentions. Uh, one I have is Zaxxon. Yeah. I have Zaxxon too. And, uh, you know, that, that's a great game. It, it, it added a third dimension to it. It wasn't just, uh, you know, up and down. You pretty much, had, you know, it was on an axis. You can move on. You can move, raise and lower your ship, go side to side and shoot. And it was great. Yeah. And I was no good at it. But I, I love the fact that you could you could play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 3D. That it had a special screen, um, uh, and and you know, it began with, it began with a Z. I mean, what, what are you gonna do? Yep. Um, because it was featured on Jerry's on, on Seinfeld, uh, I gotta put Frogger up there. Definitely. Listen, people people talk bad about Frogger, but Frogger was incredible. Um, yeah. the, the amount of skill that it took to uh, be good at Frogger. Yeah, you couldn't just go roll up there and play it like on the slide. You pretty much had to practice and really get get good at it uh, if you wanted to beat Costanza's high score that was still on that machine <laughs> in that pizzeria to this day. I mean, the dude risked life and limb to keep that high score in that machine. I still that, question the episode, why did he go backwards? That's part of the skill of the game is you could go back and kind of like... it was no reset. cars coming. When yeah. he went, when he went back, there was no oh, Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard when you got when you're lugging around a big arcade machine cabinet there, you know, on wheels. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the, what was going on there. Uh, it was a damn shame, though. Yeah. Um, another one I would I would put up there uh, because of the crowds it attracted, and because of it, it, this was again similar to Street Fighter, um, the one of the few games where you you pretty much teamed up uh, was Double Dragon. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put Double Dragon in there. Yeah, yeah, because I mean you were pretty much just fighting people in the streets, and I mean, and with Double Dragon, this was the violence your parents warned you about. You know, you you out there punching and kicking people and doing helicopter kicks in the air and elbowing people and then jump kicking people, and then on top of that, you could pick up a ball bat and smack somebody <laughs> with it. You could pick up a whip and just whip them with. The whip it. was the best. You had the yeah. range on the whip. Mm-hmm. And then once you, once you, just when you thought that you was like done with that first level and going through all these suckers, you know, and, and knocking them down, 
But guess who comes crashing through the wall was a Bobo, this oh, big oh. Mr. T looking dude. And he was just like hurling you over his head and beating the crap out of you. He was like super muscular. They're like, how do you beat this guy? Yeah, with the big and monster then, head. Yeah. And then at, before you end, get to the end of that game, it was Billy and Jimmy Lee, two brothers. Tw- were they twin brothers? I don't know. But they was both going after Marianne. And they had to fight each other before they could fight the big boss. So they could get the right. No, no, no. It was reverse. It was the big boss first. Because he had he came up with a machine gun, which mm-hmm. uh, kind of messed up. But, you know, <laughs> you knocked that off him. Um, and then the, Billy and Jimmy Lee had to fight each other for the right to go home with Marianne. Whereas they could have... I don't know. If Double Dragon came out today, that wouldn't even be an issue. It would be like, well, uh, Eiffel Tower, let's go. Oh, shit. Yeah, you've been to France before, haven't you? <laughs> now, okay. All right, now, you, you, you shat on it before, but Dig Dug <laughs> was a classic. Yes. Um, my other joint was Joust. Joust was dope. Um, and... Um, I don't think everyone got Joust, though. You know, I think a lot of people, like, were, were turned off either by the name or just, you know, by the, by the setup. You I love Joust. I, Joust, I was incredible at Joust. <laughs> Um, and so one of my one of my favorites though yeah and and go ahead and laugh Burger (laughs) Time oh I I can't front on Burger Time Burger Burger Time time was so much fun in the arcade yep um oh real quick back to Frogger when you're a frog why did water kill you I don't know it was like he drowned or something in it but he's a frog yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was toxic water. I thought I always thought maybe it was like, you know, kinda you know how acid rain just like polluted the water and you know, because we weren't uh you know, we weren't friendly with the environment back then. You know, everyone's using like hairspray and aerosol cans and stuff to get the jerry curls nice and tight. That's but that just, Yeah, so so gas acid rain came down and the ozone layer was gone and it was like an environmental message. Uh, this was like the first message game before William S. Sessions uh came out and said winners don't use drugs on video games. Frogger had that environmental message right there. So it's like you got a game and a message. It's infotainment right there. Like, infotainment. That's yes. uh, the, the next uh, Karis One album. Yeah. And I don't know why, but everyone knows that William F. Sessions was the director of the FBI in the 80s because of them winners don't use drugs. Uh, <laughs> what he called indicators. I was, I, dude, I just want to play some bad dudes, you know, versus Dragon Ninja. I don't give a fuck. Bad dudes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just want to play some, uh, you know, some, some, some Smash TV. I don't need all this information in my life, you know. Uh, and shout out to Paperboy. I mentioned it before. Paperboy was dope. That tornado, was- though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, again, he knocked your bike. Th- you you fell off your bike over the smallest things. A little cat would come out. You know, if you was riding a bike and a cat come out, you just like squish that bad boy to keep keep it pushing. But if you hit that cat and Paperboy, that was it. You were um, also, you, what else we didn't mention? Spy Hunter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know you don't do news on this show, um, and I appreciate and respect that. But there was a, something in the news not too long ago uh, uh, at 19-whatever year this podcast was uh, created <laughs> um, where someone was trying to do Spy Hunter real life. They had smoke screen and oil slick and everything oh. was thrown in out their car. And I was like, yo, they try to evade the cops. And I was like... Man, that's incredible. Yes, that, that 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 is so great. Yeah, Spy Hunter was everything you wanted to do 
in one of them James Bond movies, and it was like just that part of the movie, you yeah. know. So without all the extra stuff, it was like you just get in there, and they played the James Bond theme. And how about the biggest douche, the biggest enemy in that game was the truck that you were supposed to get into. Oh, you because, did not get into that truck. Yeah, or he would come from the back and like he would kill you. Right. And and then you go keep on pushing. You go like, oh, finally smokes me. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Knock you off the road, kill kill you, and then another truck would come and deliver a new car and you're like but wait a minute i already had the equipment and everything but you, you why, why are you gonna do this right yeah yeah uh-huh. and, then, and then they had that enemy car that was like it had like uh it had the spikes on the wheels and would just knock you off the road and that was like the everyone said that was the super spy that was your 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 nemesis right you know, you know the, that car and that game had no end no because you, you end up in the water you're in the boat yeah oh yeah the boat you forget about the boat, man. You hydroplaning, son. Uh, that game man, was Spy incredible. Hunter. Spy um, Hunter was beautiful, man. Uh, uh, Akari Warriors. Akari Warriors was was fantastic. But you know what? Akari Warriors um, did what Contra couldn't do. Um, and Super Contra did this with Super C, but they couldn't do it with Con- the original Contra. Was Akari Warriors had that overhead view? Yeah. You know, or from from behind, uh, you know that 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 view, and you could kind of do that, and it had the side scrolling, uh, you know, with that too, and and it was just, I mean, you were like lobbing grenades and bombs, and it was crazy, it was just uh, insane. I I put Contra up there too, or or even Super C, which came out like right afterward. I could not uh, play eight. Super C. Yeah. Um, um, what about? Did you ever play the, um, did you ever play Punch-Out in the arcade? Yeah. I never played, I never, I don't even remember seeing it in the arcade. Oh, Punch-Out was, uh, Punch-Out was one of those games, again, I was, like, really young, so it was, like, the older kids played, and I would just watch, and every now and then I play, and I'd get past, like, the Glass Joe, who was the first. A Punch-Out in the arcade had a whole slew of different people than the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So you had Glass Joe, but then you had, like, uh, Farmer John and something. You know, these, they, you had, like, these weird names in there, and, I, you know, so Bald Bull was in it. He was in the uh, the OG Punch Out. Of course, Mike Tyson was in there, but you didn't have like Soda Pop in or nothing like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, you didn't have Piston Honda, which was racist. <laughs> a little, uh, well, yeah, and then they changed it to Hondo, so yeah. that made it better. That that made it a ton better. Yeah, but the original Punch Out, the arcade was uh, just fantastic. And instead of being Little Mac, you were just see through boxer. Right, know? that's you true. Wireframe, you were green wireframe guy, you know. Yo, remember that video? Well, two things. The reason why I'm, I'm thinking this because remember the game Sinistar? What's that? You remember? You don't remember the game Sinistar? Yes. All right. Remember, it was a TV show. That had all the arcade games. And you you would challenge people, and they would they would play arcade games against each other. Yeah. What was the name of that show? Oh, what was that show called? Oh, I'm trying to think now. I I, I remember the show because you would you would play and you would play the game against somebody, and then mm-hmm. if you beat them or you had to get a certain score first, you had to get a, to a certain high score first, and then you moved on. And, and they always played uh, Sinistar and Bubble Bobble on that game. <laughs> I don't know. It was just something that I thought about. All right. Yeah. It's not video power. No. 
video power <laughs> the worst the worst uh opening rap to a to a sh- game show ever it's incredible that was uh rock him i think yes <laughs> was rock we, him levels. We, we did not mention the original first off mario brothers with the pal button I like Mario Brothers, but I consider that a spinoff of Donkey Kong. So it's kind of like if you're really going to etch something in the Rushmore, Donkey Kong kind of represents that lineage. So okay. that's kind of why I didn't touch that. What about pole position? Pole position was good, but you you stack that side to my side with OutRun, it's just not the same. It's just pole position was like good for what you can get at the, in that year. Well, to a, we had a... Um... Yeah, it's a record store. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Pole Position was a better cartoon than it was a, a, an arcade game. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> now look. It's a catchy theme song. We had a um, we had a record store a few blocks away from me that had um, arcade games, and the two games I played the most that took all of my quarters was one RBI. Okay. And two Russian Attack. Did you play Russian Attack? I played Russian Attack. I first played Russian Attack on the Commodore 64 computer. And then I, I saw it in an arcade like uh, maybe a few months later. And I just played the hell out of it. I love that game. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I played a lot of in the 80s. And this was vastly different from, uh, another, again, another great two-player game. Vastly different from the Nintendo port, uh, ported version, which is also a great game. Tapper? Uh, no, not Tapper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I did last Friday night. Oh, uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Gaiden. Uh, are we going to discuss this again? Because no, you... no, no, no. We're not okay. going to talk about the speed runs All and the right. Nintendo. We're talking about the arcade version where you had a red ninja and a blue ninja. And it's like player one was the blue and player two was the red. And me and my homeboy, uh, you know, uh, 75 Boulevard, we go play that. Um, and it, we would just like level up cr- like crazy on that. Use a burn up all the continues, flipping dudes around and kicking and punching them and everything. And it was just great, great teamwork. And you had friendly fire, which means you could kick and you know beat up the other guy. So if you know somebody didn't go your way, like oh you didn't get that guy over there, you could just go up and like kick the shit out of him and keep it pushing. And then he <laughs> had to pull up another quarter to get revenge on you. Um, um, POW was like that too. That was another great two-player game. Uh, we should do a Rushmore two-player co-op games. Uh, I like that, it. Yeah, but like POW was fun because it was like you you could basically just uh, you know it, you you were two POWs in a in a camp and you was escaping. And it's like you just fight your way out and you pick up a weapon, you pick up a knife and throw it at the guy. And you pick up a and if the guy had a machine gun, you could get it out of his hands. And it was like that was it was it was it was a wrap. Uh, you was throwing like grenades at people and stuff, man. It was crazy. And like, of course, the last level, you finally got out that that mug and got on the helicopter. And it was like you finally got out of the camp. And you had no idea what war you were fighting. That you were POW. Um, why one guy had a red jumpsuit and the other had a blue jumpsuit. You didn't realize why that was the case. Uh, you just wanted to get out of you know you and survive. Wanted, yeah, you want to get out of dodge. Yeah. Um, so look, we're going to, we're going to take a break and come back and, um, and, and, and I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Um, I like questions. But before we do, before we go, shout outs to, um, Asteroids, um, um, Defender. Yes. Missile Command. Um, Mousetrap. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a trap. Got, yeah, yeah. Got really good. Um, yeah. Tony Stark's favorite game. No doubt. <laughs> he, read it, he read it the guy out. Yeah. Um, you talking late 80s-ish? Golden Axe. Oh, Golden Axe. Um, I got another one for you. Um, Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. And or Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, Castlevania. Castlevania was in the arcade first. It was in the arcade. Yeah. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Oh, Gauntlet was so freaking awesome, man. Four, it was four-player action. Yeah, man. And it, and if you got hungry, it was like, wizard need food famished. Man, I, mean, I always took the food first. I was like that dude that just came running through the elf or something, and I'd just take all the food from everybody. Uh, and they was like, why you took the food for? And the potions. You had to have the potions in Gauntlet. Um, track and field. Track and field. Um, um, and it was uh, some elevator game. I remember. Uh, elevator action. Yeah, elevator action. Yeah, yeah. You just went up and down elevators. Oh, uh, the cool thing about elevator action was you opened random doors. And uh, this was, of course, back in the days when graphics were not that great in video games. And, you know, these are kids playing it. But you would open one door and it was like a naked lady behind it. And it was kind of like, it, it was like you, could, you, you couldn't tell she was naked. But you kind of got the sense that maybe she was. And it was like, ooh, you know, it was a nice little diversion. You know, you open in the doors there. Yeah. Uh, if you play the home version on the Commodore, uh, that's where you saw the naked lady. I don't know if it had a black bar or something. I can't remember. I got to fire it up after the show. And what he means by fire it up. Um, <laughs> well, now. Uh, honorable mention also to Rolling Thunder, which is a personal favorite of mine. Rolling Thunder. Um, and, and the Pac-Man series. I love, I'm one of the few people who really enjoyed Super Pac-Man. Super Pac-Man was pretty cool. Super Pac-Man, because you were giant. You were a giant Pac-Man for a little bit. But anyway, look, look, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll probably reminisce on a few more. Um, But we'll be back after this. Surprise, motherfuckers. You didn't know I knew about grape juice, did you? Oh, don't play dumb with me. You're looking, what? what is a lot of black people don't have the privilege of knowing about grape juice because they have great drink. It's not the same formula that you get. Ain't no vitamins in that shit. You might have one of your black friends over, Todd. Todd, would you care for a glass of grape juice? What? Nigga, what the fuck is juice? I want some grape drink, baby. Mm, it's purple. I don't think I know what a grape drink is. What? I have some apple juice if you want. What the fuck is juice? I want some apple drink. Scream. 
Remember that commercial for Sunny Delight when all the kids run in from outside playing and they all run to the fridge? <sighs> all right, I got some purple stuff, some Sunny D. As soon as you say Sunny D, all the kids go, yeah! Watch the black kid in the back. If you ever see that commercial again, look at that black kid. He'd be like, I want that purple stuff. <laughs> I, that's drink, nigga, that is drink. They want, they want drink. I want all them vitamins, nigga, I want drink. Sugar, water, purple. <laughs> that's the ingredient, sugar, water, and of course, purple. Welcome back to the show. It's Rushmore. It's the Rushmore uh, '80s arcade game. We're, we're, we're going. We're going retro. We're going back to the arcade. Um, I'm here with classic materia. What's up, y'all? Yeah, it's like Ellen Mass on stereo. Um, and we and we uh, we're, we're 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 waxing poetic about the '80s. Okay, so we're gonna play a game. I'm going to describe a game. Or I'm gonna give you a couple of uh, characters that was in the game, or mm. quote, and you try to name the game. Wow! Wow! No googling. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut off my Google machine. Yeah, shut off the Google machine. This is yes. this, this is really this is, this will be easy. I'll start you off with an easy one. Okay. Yeah, I um, love it. This 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 game said coins detected in pocket. Mm. <laughs> you remember that? No, uh, that was berserk. Was okay. Yeah, it was. It was saying coins detected in pocket. <laughs> you would walk by and you're like, oh, what's, what's that? I guess, guess, guess I gotta play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. This one, all right. This one, this one's easier. Then this was easier. This one's easy. This one said, I hunger. I hunger. Can I say that one again? It said, I hunger. I hunger. And I already mentioned the game. All right, one more time. I hunger. I hunger. I hunger. A Sinistar. I am Sinistar. Beware, I live. That's sinister. Oh, see, I almost say gauntlet because I remember uh, the food famish thing. Okay, here's a, here's a, here's, this is a layup. All right. This is a layup. Mary here was kidnapped by Big Willie. <laughs> <laughs> by Big Willie? Yeah. Hey, you said it was Marion? Yeah. Oh, I said that's got to be Double Dragon. That is Double Dragon. <laughs> okay. I didn't know his name was Big Willie. Yeah, it was Big Willie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the bad guys on this video game were named Slick, Sam, Ugg, and Wrongway. Oh, damn. The other guy was Coily. 
Cole. Okay. Uh, it's freaking um, Cubert. Yeah, Cubert. Boy. <laughs> um, slick was the oil slick. Yeah, a little glob. Yeah, right. I never watched that damn cartoon. Here's all right. This here's a here's a layup for you because you're you're a weirdo and you enjoyed this. But okay. What were the arcade games and suck ass Shenmue? Oh, it's Shenmue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had Hang On. Yeah. Uh, you had um, what else was there? Um, what else was in Shenmue? Oh, can you, how can you forget this? I only played Hang On. Um. Oh, um, it was a Sega game. Yeah, uh, Space Harrier. Space Harrier. Yeah, they were all Sega games, and uh, you had the punching game, but that was like more, uh, you know, the they had some mini games, but yeah, Hang On and uh, Space Harrier. Um, the arcade game that only played music as you moved. Oh, that's Dig Dug. Yep. Right. <laughs> that's kind of why I didn't like that game, too. It was like... uh, the only other time it played music was if you uh, try to pump the uh, inflate the enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you ever inflate them all the way, almost all the way, but didn't let them pop and let them go let down them again? Go. <laughs> I always did that to the last enemy. It was like, ah, ah, oh, oh, you, you, you can still live a little longer. It was torture, man. It was tormenting hey, these little sprites. Gave, gave Dig Dug blue balls. Yeah. Um, okay, how about this? Contrary to popular belief and what we saw, Okay. The hero in this game is actually an elf with a magic wand. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. I can't. It's, it's, I, I, I can't think. I can't name it right now. Oh, it's not, obviously not Zelda. What the freak game was that? Yeah. I mean, it, everything that we what, looked at when we played this game, nothing said it was even a, a person. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing the thing too. Oh, what the hell was that game? Here's the ultimate hint. It is on my Rushmore. It was on your Rushmore? Yeah. Oh, so um it wasn't centipede. It was centipede. It was centipede. You were an elf with a wand. Yeah, when you were shooting at the centipede, that was you doing your magic wand shooting at the centipede. Oh my god. All right, God. I thought you were like, uh, uh, uh like uh, someone shooting, like, uh, you know, like bug spray at something. You no, know? and it was a guy, and he had like a, he was supposedly like a hood, and um, yeah. and when you see those two little lines that I guess people thought were eyes or something, those are like his elf ears coming out the hood. God damn, Reeby Jackson, what are you doing? Make putting elves out there endangering their lives. <laughs> this is fucking this is ridiculous. I'm right. Um. Okay, the villains in this game are all sea creatures. Crab, squid, and octopi. Crab, squid, and octopi. It is not obvious. Mm. Uh, Frogger? (laughs) No. No. Because it had to be underwater, too. This is this is why, yeah, no. Uh, Believe it or not, space invaders. They're what? The space invaders. Those the aliens. Those are those are crab, squid, and octopi. Were they? Yeah, they were. 
I just thought they were aliens. Everyone did. I have no idea why. Um, but... Alien crabs, alien squid, alien octopi. It just yeah. don't make no sense. Absolutely not. The Chewbacca They're... defense. Yeah, it's like it's like Aquaman came from space and just like decided to fuck all y'all, talking shit about me. It's like why did they even call it space invaders if it was sea creatures? Yeah. So, so when I do the Aquaman movie, he's gonna come from space instead of uh, you know from from the under the sea. Uh, is Michael Bay doing this movie too? Oh no! Listen, I kind of like the um, Battleship. <laughs> I'll all right, look so. That's 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 what we have for the for the Rushmore show. Now, before we get out of here, anything yeah. else you want to throw out here about '80s arcade? Anything you want to throw out here about podcasts? Any any anything on the topic before I let you uh, plug away your um, massive catalog of, of wealth? Um. Well. Um... Sega is uh, number one uh, as far as uh, <laughs> you gotta, video games. You gotta say that. You gotta say that like the Iron Sheik. Sega number one. Uh, <laughs> all other video game companies, poor. <laughs> Mid- <laughs> Midway, poor. Yes. <laughs> Konami, poor. Uh, Midway, poor. Uh, Namco, poor. Actually, Namco's pretty pretty cool. Um, we both have some kick-ass Rushmores. I, I love I love uh, doing this and. Um, I think one day we're going to have to do one on pinball, but I'm probably going to have to go back in time uh, and, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, really play some of these uh, old pinball machines to really determine like what uh, were the tops. Because to me, every pinball game was a good one. Yeah, I love pinball. Remember, that was um, um, Pac-Man Jr. Was it yeah. Pac-Man Jr.? Pac-Man Jr. or Baby Pac-Man, you would you would start off on the screen doing Pac-Man, and then you would go down the chute, and it would turn into the um, pinball machine. It was attached to a pinball machine. Yeah. And you would shout play out, that. Shout out to the Simpsons pinball. Shout out to Star Wars pinball. Shout out to you know. Uh, shout out to the Adams Family pinball, the Monsters pinball. Uh, that was there were so many great pinball machines, and it was like that was a, that was kind of like that was kind of like Taco Night. Your arcades, you know, it's like, ah, you know, it's like, oh, pinball, and it's like, yeah. there's a nice change of pace, and then you go back to playing whatever you was playing, but you know, that that pinball was there to kind of keep, keep, uh, keep you interested. And if you were waiting on another game, it was like that was a nice way to pass the time. Now, tell me this this is this is this is the ultimate question, um, regardless of hmm, no, we're gonna stick it with the 80s because this is the this is the 80s arcade podcast. You, uh, money's no object. You get two cabinets to put in your basement. <laughs> Which ones are you getting? You know, I've done several um, podcasts, blog posts about like the ultimate arcade that I would have. And this answer may change, but you know what? What I'm feeling in terms of what I want to play nonstop. We're sticking with the 80s. Sticking with the 80s. Sticking with the 80s. Oh, man. Because now I got to see if, uh, no, it didn't come out in the 80s, did it? No, it did. Shinobi is number one. Shinobi, you are going to really have a bar stool in front of Shinobi and 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 get your Shinobi on. I'll get my Shinobi on, son. Okay. I'll, I'll be up there, you know, with the Ninja Stars and the Shift and all that, and the the, the dope soundtrack. I mean, that just kind of gets it for me. And then just like, I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh, Shinobi's number one. Number two. <clears throat> Uh, I'll probably pull down something from uh, my honorable mentions 
Um, and it's probably going to be. Actually, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna get the Dragon Slayer. I've always wanted the Dragon Slayer cabinet. Huh. Yeah. I like it. I like so it. So I, I I have lots of adventure, a lot of kicking ass, and uh, I would never want to stop playing them. And it would just be like I would have people over because the graphics, you know, and just the the the, the you know that would just be fantastic. And plus, I know how to play Dragon's Lair now, so it's not like I'm gonna be up there sucking it up and like <laughs> oh three quarters, I don't know what to do. And money's no object, so <laughs> money's no object. Yeah, I could just you know I could rescue Daphne several times a day, you know. Yeah, how about you? If 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 you if you could only pick two, what oh, would you have in uh, eclectic uh, eclectic studios? I, I, listen, I, I, I asked the question, but I really, oh man, um, you know, maybe, maybe RBI. I really enjoyed RBI because see, I'm, I'm thinking of something that when people come over, we would just have at it with it. Yeah, a two-player action. Yeah. Um, and ironically, um, everyone is listening. Ironically, neither one of us is picking anything off our Rushmore. Um. <laughs> We don't want any of our greatest games. Um, yeah. And Rushmore is like kind of like hands down, quintessential. You know, people can't argue with you. That's kind of why I didn't go off, go off of that. You know, I'm just yeah. like, they're always going to be there when I go outside. Right. RBI and I really like Russian Attack. I mean, it might be those two. I mean, those Russian were my Attack growing up. Yeah. Those were those were my, my guys. I wish... Um, there was never really a good football arcade game. Nah, not really. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it, uh, football didn't take off until Tecmo, and that was the home system, the Nintendo. Uh, but yeah, that was. When, there was, when did yeah. Running Gun come out? Uh, Running Gun, that basketball video yeah. game in the arcade was incredible. That was great. So it, it might be that if that came out in the eighties. So it that might be great. that. It might be that. Oh, uh, one more honorable mention I want to throw up there is uh, Ye Are Kung Fu. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, because with that, uh, very similar to Street Fighter, you pretty much fought your way through the ranks of all these mini bosses, and each one had a weapon. So it was like you were like just bare barehanded, but you fought against like chain and and tonfun and uh, jitsu and, and and some of them didn't have weapons, but they were just like and you pretty much just jumped from side to side. That was like your strategy, and you would like your kick would like you would have like these different kicks, so you could sweep somebody and hit them in the foot, or you could kick them in the face or punch them, and it was just. It was just great because it was just like a lot, a lot of hot, you know, action between you and the uh, your opponent just jumping back and forth. It was a simple ass game, but it was just so fun. None of us picked a game. Um, none of us picked a game with the, a gun. Yeah, not too many gun games going on out there. You mean like uh, Operation Wolf? Um, like um, Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley would have done it. I don't, for me, Operation Wolf is kind of like that quintessential gun game. Um, that was when I, you know, that was like one of the first games I actually, you know, like really, you know, got into t- using the gun or whatever. And it was because it was like uh, it was a machine gun. And you kind of like it was an Uzi. It was kind of weird. It was like back in the whole Rambo craze and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. We neither one of us uh, mentioned Star Wars. Yeah. 
we, no one mentioned Tron either. Yeah, Tron. We, <laughs> we, yeah, of Tron. So I think I think part of the reason why was because as technology got better, even in the 80s, you realize how simplistic those were. It was yeah. like great for its time and it sold a lot for its time. But when you get once you got past 83, 84, it was like, eh, we can much. do better than this. You know, this wireframe stuff ain't cutting it. That's know? why Asteroids was like, no. Yeah, I mean, Asteroids is an all-time great. You're talking like home video game systems or Nintendo. I mean, not Nintendo, but Atari, you know, but uh, in the arcades, Asteroids sold a lot. Uh, so did Space Invaders for like 81, 82. But once you got to 83, 84, it was like, I could play that at home on the Atari. Right. You know, you know it didn't it didn't last longer than that. You know, whereas a lot of these other games we mentioned and named, they had some staying power. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't... Um... What's it? Um, there is a sequel to. It was a sequel to Frogger. I don't remember what it was. The, was there Frogger Two? It was Frogger Two Froggy Style, and Frog- it, uh, <laughs> by nothing nice. Yes, exactly. So, okay, off the rails. Listen, uh, 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 Frogger Two Swampy's Revenge was the name of that one. Swampy's. Yes, uh, but that was a PlayStation Two, a PlayStation game. Oh yeah, then never mind. That doesn't count. Yeah. That doesn't count in any of this. Um, did you ever play Mario Brothers? The other Mario Brothers in the arcade? I don't. I don't remember ever doing that. Uh, the original Mario Brothers? No, the the Super Mario Brothers. Um. Only as part of the Nintendo Play Choice, Player's Choice, hmm. um, and th- that was like where you could play Nintendo games in the arcade. Uh, so, the, but so it was like that. They had Mario, Super Mario Brothers, Double Dragon, and a few others like that were Nintendo games, and you could just put in quarters and play them. And you paid, you put in quarters, and it had the time limit. Oh, that's that's why. Yeah. Anyway. And it had Super Mario, had Super Mario Two, had Double Dragon, and something else I can't remember. Um, probably RC Pro Am or something. So uh, but those caps were pretty cool. Last question before we get out of here. Okay. You're you're in the eighties. This is young classic, and um, the local pizzeria was gonna sponsor you in the video game contest. I did like my pizza. What was going to be your game? What was the game that you were gonna go to? To the arcade, and everyone's gonna crowd around and watch you play. That you were gonna, you were gonna, you're gonna risk it all, and, and, and you were gonna win. What was the game? Um. Now, see, you think I'm gonna say? No, I'm not gonna say Ninja Gaiden, even though I'm pretty good at that. Um, I'll tell you what I am gonna go with, and I'm gonna have uh, famous original rays on the back, or uh, Joe's Pizzeria. Some, some. Actually, those were in the city; they weren't in Brooklyn. But uh, I'm probably going to go with. Um, Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol. <laughs> I thought about Moon Patrol. Um, man. Well, I I, I want to make sure that this is an '80s game where it kind of fits in the '80s, and I think it does. In 1987, in fact, Jesus. Super Hang. Nope. Super Hang On. Super Hang On. I was so fucking good at Super Hang On. Um, and I'm talking about like Super Hang On had stages and they were continents. So you Super Hang On. The first uh, stage was in Africa. And then the second stage was like in Europe, and the third stage was in Asia, and the last stage was in America. Or I, I might have that backwards. No, it was, uh, 
uh, Africa, U.S. Uh, uh, America, then Europe, then Asia. Uh, but you pretty much go through those stages and you know and just kill it, you know. Just, and, and you had the turbo button on there and everything. And You're nitrous. Mean, yeah, yeah, I was pretty nice at that. So yeah, I would I would go for that. All right, all right. Now I got it. I got it backwards again. Africa, Asia, Americas, and then Europe was the hardest. I remember because Europe had that light pole, light the lamp posts when you go through England and everything, and, and then uh, you know you had the Eiffel Tower uh, near the end and everything. Huh. That was crazy. Yeah, and it's just very scenic. But you know, Super Hang On, you were racing against other you know bikes and everything, and you had to come in first. Uh, you know, uh, you had to make your checkpoints, and then you had to come in first at the end. Although I don't think you really came in first at the end. It was just like you just made it to the end. But the crowd came around you. So Africa, you know, uh, uh, all the people like uh, it was kind of like you were in the sand dudes and everything. And everyone had on the gear. Um, I think when you were in Europe or something, when you get to the end, it's like uh, they did the Russian hat dance or something. It was it was very sism. Jesus. Uh, at the time. Yeah. Huh. OK. Yeah. Super hang on yeah. it is. Super hang on was the joint, man. man. If it were if it were me, it would be centipede. Centipede. I was unstoppable in centipede. Me and my mother with battle yeah. on the home joint but in the arcade I was I was a monster on centipede well look um, let's get out of here so what I want you to do is tell everybody uh, what you're up to um, and, 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 and the podcast that you're a part no of and, 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 and social media and, and doing dirt and, 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 and any cons that you're going to be appearing at signing autographs just, just <laughs> <laughs> let the people know yeah, I'm gonna be signing all the lagrafts. Uh, shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to outside the Rocky feature. Uh, you know, hopefully I won't get the my my lips blowed up. Um, yeah, no, it's no, a juju no. fruits. Yes, exactly, Jimmy Walker lips. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be checking out. You can check me out, of course. Um, at my Twitter account on social media at Classic Materia. Uh, you know how to spell it. It's in the show notes. Um, no L. Of course, we don't take L's uh, here. Uh, or you can go to our website, cspn.us, where you can check out each and every one of our various many shows uh, on the CSPN, the Cold Slither Podcast Network. I still got my show on there. You can check out my podcast, Classic Team Up, which... Uh, I think we got to get you on there sometime, someday, somehow, some way. Yeah, I've never uh, been on there. Yeah, you you know, I think Tim's been on there. You know, I've, I've had quite. I've went. I've had. I've had almost all of the Underscoop Fire crew on there, but no E. Yeah, uh, and also, you can find me and E. Uh, we're probably gonna mandate it up for uh, an upcoming uh, superhero feature film. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So we got to do that. Strange. Uh, could be. Uh, could be getting some strange could be getting some squad i don't know we might oh, squad, yeah, squad yeah, strange up the squad up squad is strange squad goes yes exactly strange goals too wait <laughs> hold on a second hold the phone oh, um and other than that uh you know uh, just find me again on social media um i don't know i might check out one of these upcoming cons uh but uh, the only cons I have right now are the Chuck Taylor All-Stars uh, in the closet. So, uh, you know, that's probably where you're going to find me uh, chilling right now and my, my feline joints. Uh, and shout out to LeCoq Sportif. Oh, with the cock. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and the triangle. 
you gotta be cocksure uh, out here. And uh, in closing, I also say uh, in the uh, in the immortal words of the hip hop influential duo uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, "Thunder only comes when it's raining, and players only love you when they're playing." And so uh, I'm so glad to be playing right here on podcast EDP, and I'm out. On that note, I am as well. Appreciation. Appreciation.
fault. Hold up, wait. Let me tell you who Freddy Rock C is. Here's a brief description of the things that he can do in his musical position. Freddy Rock C makes sounds with his mouth. Yo, Freddy, give an example of what I'm talking about. Still standing there. The game is over. I can't be a lover. <laughs>